What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Bruni, and with me is the champion himself, Colin Mitchell. Champion who didn't show up to his own, uh, I guess, championship yeah. parade. Yeah, this was, this, was your, this was your game, man. This is my game. You didn't, but you, you didn't know, through. had work, unfortunately. Watched it on, on online, and it didn't really work for like the last like 10 minutes, so I was really upset. Mm-hmm. You know, moving between the radio and then moving between like trying to log into like every single possible see. Okay, so the problem is, if you're on a different internet that's not like whatever, because I got to log in for somebody. Yes. I don't get CBS Sports Network. Yeah. So I have Grande Communications. If you're on an internet that's not whatever you sign in with, you can't actually watch the game. Mm. And sounds I was like a very problem. Upset. Sounds like a problem, Colin. But regardless, I was there. And so were about five thousand other people. So uh, they, was they a good know crowd? what it was like. Good oh, it was a, it was a good crowd, and it was the best environment of the year, which is good. all that really mattered. Good. Which yes. is all I really wanted. OU, it was it was up there with OU ish. It was really good. Good. It was really fun, and um, since the majority of the fans that, or some of the, most, a lot of the fans, OU, that, that, yeah, were OU fans. Yeah, yeah, this was mostly all North Texas. It was great. Um, man, it's still. It still seems unbelievable that this North Texas team is the regular season conference champions of yeah. Conference USA. I, I and if y'all saw my post game Twitter breakdown, my abbreviated version where I basically just said like twenty words the whole time, and I was just like, "Yeah, I don't really know what just <laughs> happened, but yeah, they won, and probably do a podcast." So here we are, this night. What this time is the is post game Twitter breakdown. Yeah, nine thirty p.m. We're here. It's it's this is it. We are gonna look at everything and i wanted i texted colin right after the game i said we're doing are we doing a podcast and he said sure yeah and i, this said, I is, don't this care is very time. unplanned so i said i don't care what time i will be there <laughs> yes colin. Just, yes just tell me when and i am there so here we are we're gonna have a, a special guest join us pretty soon probably about five six minutes um but until then we're gonna do our 30 second recaps of the insane game that was north texas well, western uh, you can make this one a minute because normally we have two games. 45 seconds. 45 seconds. Okay. 45 seconds for one recap. All right. Give yourself a nice challenge. Are you ready? Are you ready to encapsulate the championship game? I don't know if I can do that, man. Right. It's, I'll, what I'll give game. you a countdown this time instead of just hitting oh, start. Oh, quick plug. Oh. Check out my recap on Mingreen 247 and check out my column on Mingreen 247. Column was very good. Both of them were fun to write. Oh, man. This team is fun. All right. Okay. Three, two, one. North Texas defeated Western Kentucky 78-72 to at home. In basically the conference championship game for the regular season, North Texas got off to a pretty good start. It was gearing up to be Western Kentucky. It looked like Western Kentucky was going to overwhelm them with their skill, their versatility, and their just aggression. And they kind of did. They they led the game for about 22 minutes. North Texas led the game for like 17 minutes. That shows you, I think there were 9 or 10 lead changes. It was back and forth, back and forth. North Texas shot 5 or 13 from 3 in the first half, 0 for 8 in the rest of the game staggering um western kentucky was led by carson williams who did whatever he wanted against like zach zach simmons tavion hollingsworth 22 but javion hamlet is the god and he's the player of the year in conference usa and they won 45 seconds that was good i'm trying to think i definitely missed a lot of stuff there's a lot because there's a lot to cover but but we'll we'll get to it we will get into a lot of stuff man but that was just 
North Texas at the free throw line went 19 of 22. They out they got nine offensive rebounds. Is that right? Yeah, nine offensive rebounds. Well, Western had 10 as well, but 28 defensive rebounds. I mean, Javion 25. Thomas Bell, I didn't even mention 20 points, eight rebounds. Good lord. This team was just there were so many times, and I'm kind of a pessimist in a sense, because I always think. And I've seen a lot with this team specifically, North Texas, in the last two years. So not this year as much, but they weren't able to get over the hump. Right. You know, and even this year, they weren't able to get over the hump in non-conference play. And then Mm -hmm. against La Tech, they weren't able to get over the hump. So the whole time I'm thinking that Western Kentucky is an experienced team. They have athleticism. They have scorers that have been here for years. They have veteran guys. And I was very concerned. I would say you you were being more of a, a, not a pessimist but more of a realist, like you were just like taking. What, that's what I try to be, right? And I think that's what more of you were. I mean, there was no reason for you to believe that North Texas finally could do it because, as they kept saying on the broadcast, they haven't outright won an outright championship in over thirty years, and the last five six years has been what? I nothing. mean, they haven't had a lot. Yeah, exactly, nothing. And North Texas overall. There hasn't really been a whole lot. So there's not a whole lot of optimism anyways. Yes. So I, I just think you're being more of a realist, but they, I guess they proved you wrong. <laughs> they, they have. It was hilarious. So right after the game, I go down on the court and I say congratulations to everybody. You know, congrats to all the coaches and everything. I, I see Coach Mack and I go up to him and I'm like, Coach, congratulations. He still has kind of tears, some tears in his eyes. He's still yeah. obviously emotional. I said, Coach, congratulations. We hugged and he is at... Um, Man, you had us at 13 wins, and we got to 14. And I was like, Coach, I, you're right. I can't With be- a game left, you got to 14. I can't believe he thought about that. I can't believe it either, man. But that's just... The, also, that means that he looks at your Twitter. Oh, he definitely does. I add him pretty frequently, so he better be. Yeah, I just... that's. He just doesn't like it, you know. He's very, very low key. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Probably but, goes through, and he like he likes he like saw the conference USA like uh, predictions of being the season. He was like, "Oh, I hate that." Probably printed it out. It's probably in his office somewhere. Honestly, <laughs> he might have printed your thing out. He's like, "I gotta get to fourteen wins." <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's in the locker room. <laughs> yeah, handed it out. Yes, he said thirteen. Bruni five. said thirteen. We're gonna get fourteen. Fourteen with a game left. With a game Good left. Lord, fourteen and three, North Texas. Who would have thought? It just sounds like a crazy number. 14 wins, three losses, and two of those losses are kind of crazy. And what's insane is it's a majority of their now 20 wins, whereas before it was all their non-conference games was a majority of the 20 wins, but now it's like they have 20 wins before they go into any kind of postseason tournament. Man. Yeah, no, it's... It is... um, There's not too much you can say about this team that hasn't already been said. The resilience, the togetherness, the, the leadership, the playmaking from the guard position the the resi- the toughness from the front court the depth that I think we we're going to get into but the depth wasn't as strong tonight as I wanted it to be but still to spot those minutes of Javion and them um that you need in championship games like this they it bought them enough time that's all I'll say yep. you know Rose DJ they did their job yep. they they did enough all right it's 9:35 Colin you we know told our means? guests we were going to call him at 9.35. Oh, we're leaving a surprise still? No, no, no. I'll say it. Once uh, okay. <laughs> i put my phone on speaker, though. Joining us from the Virgin Islands. <laughs> You're going to be like 6'6". Six, six, yeah, 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> um, no, assistant coach 
Jareem Dowling is who we're about to call. If y'all know him or if y'all know anything about him, he is a fun guy, funny guy. He's the heart of this team. That's what Coach McCalston called him, and he asked me to be on the podcast last week, so he's my guy, so anything for him. So here we go. Let's call up Reem. What if he just ghosted us? <laughs> I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Listen, they, they, they might be partying. Man, what's up, man? How you doing, Coach? You're live on the podcast, man. What's up, Reem? Oh, man, so, hey, I'm the greatest guy at filling in when you guys can't get the real celebrities. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. You are the celebrity, man. Come on, what are you talking nah, about? No, nah, not, not even, man, not even. It's uh, me and Colin are here doing the podcast. Hello, Colin. What's up, Reem? I'm glad you could actually uh, show up. I, I, I miss seeing you on the end of the game podcast. Hey, I've come... <laughs> I was hoping you answered your phone. I was very concerned when he said, I hope Colin answers his phone. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, wa- I watched the game and I took a nap afterwards because I couldn't believe it. It kind of drained me because I was trying to watch watch it and it kept, you know, not working for me and I was freaking out. So, yeah. so, so please, please tell me, what is your excuse for not being there today? I have work. I work Sunday through Thursday, unfortunately. Awful okay, planning. So did, did, did you not see the marketing uh, that that we were doing all week about it's okay to miss work, it's okay to you know, not do laundry, all this type of stuff. I mean, did you see this, Colin? I, I did see it. I'm the only one that works Sundays. I can't I can't take off. That's ridiculous. It man. is ridiculous. If you're not willing to get fired, then you're not committed. You're right. I you know, I, all I got to say, Colin, is I'm pretty sure we could have got you a doctor's note. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we, we definitely could have. We, we could have pulled some strings. Colin. We didn't try hard enough. Come on now. That's all right, Colin. What's up, fellas? Man, uh, well, first, I just want to know, how does it feel, man? How does it feel to be conference champions of the, of the regular season? Obviously, y'all still have work to do, but to get this one. It, it feels surreal, man. It really hasn't hit me yet. Um, I don't think it's hit anybody else on the staff. You know, it's just, it feels like a normal game, but you know there's more, but it just hasn't really hit yet, you know? Yeah. It's still yeah. surreal. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I wanted to see how did y'all prepare for it because, you know, in the game it did look like, I mean, both sides obviously knew what was at stake. And I just want to see going into it, was it talked about at all or was it kept low-key or was it just preparing as another game? Just how did how did you feel like the team was prepared going into it as far as like a composure standpoint? Coach Mack uh, kept saying all week um, that uh... – we're going to do what we've been doing all year. We're going to work every day. We're not going to skip a day of work. Um, we're going to prepare like we prepare for any other game. Uh, we can't get caught up in, you know, all the stuff that's going on on the outside. We got to stay focused and at what has gotten us to this point. Yeah. And that's, you know, our defense, you know, that Coach Hodge has been so instrumental in, um, you know, getting us to play uh, along with the great help of Maddie B., um, and they just continuously said, you know, we're going to treat it like a normal game and we're going to work hard. We're going to practice. We're going to stretch. We're going to do everything. We're not going to s- skip a step. And I think our guys really bought into it and understood the importance of what Coach Mack was stressing. And, uh, and to Coach Mack's credit, man, he he was calm about the situation and, you know, he was just matter of fact, you know, in what needed to be done, which is rebound, defend, you know, and take good shots and take care of the ball and be unselfish, you know, what he's been preaching all year. Yeah, I, I knew that it had really sunk in for them when I went and talked to the team on, I don't even remember when it was, uh, a couple of days ago. And 
I talked to Javion and I talked to Zach and I swear Javion said the same thing for all like six of my questions. He he just said he just said we're just worried about practice tomorrow. And I was like, Are you sure? Are you sure that's what you're focused on? And he was he was like, Yep, that's all we're focused on. And I was like, All right, man. So I let him go. It's uh it's I'm telling you, man, I, I guys believe uh every single person that works here as well as plays here or has a part in the program. Uh, believe in the vision of what Coach Mack is saying uh, because he does it himself and it makes it easy to follow his lead. Um, and that's why you probably got the same answer from JV on six different times. Yeah. Oh, uh, now I want to know. Oh, uh, go ahead, Colin. I was I was gonna say. Uh, so you you talked about preparedness coming to this game. I mean, how much have you seen this team kind of grow from you know opening with WKU and then ending with a conference championship against WKU? said at a point in the year he blamed ourselves as a coaching staff for letting our guys down because he said we have such great character guys that they would do whatever we tell them to do and try their hardest to do it and he just said we need to do a better job collectively as coaches um and coaching the guys and holding them accountable and i think um we've held the guys accountable all year long and probably tighten it up even more coming down the stretch as far as holding guys accountable for defensive assignments, uh, taking good shots and bad shots, you know, like Coach Mack uh, emphasizes, you know, and I just think the guys have done a great job in continuing to grow and get better every day because that's all Coach Mack talks about before practice every day. Let's get better. Don't waste the day. Yeah. Now, I do want to know, I think it was overtime with about a minute left. Uh, for those watching on television, you turned and you yelled at the camera. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to know what was, what was going through your head right there with, I think it was like a three or four point lead. Y'all were closing in on it. Hold on. So did I, see, I honestly, this, this is, I promise you, I don't even know that I did that until afterwards. <laughs> if, you, if you ask my coaching staff and my players, Sometimes I say stuff and do stuff, and I don't even know I did it, you know? And I, I, I promise you, we have strictly water on the bench, so there's <laughs> there, you know? So I, I actually thought I did it at the end of regulation. I didn't know it was the game was still going on then. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even remember. I just I just saw it on TV, and yeah. I was like... I was like what what is happening? <laughs> because I just saw you, you screaming. And the whole bench was obviously going crazy, and yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're gonna do it!" And then I see your face come across the screen. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> but, yeah. Um. Go ahead. When when did it kind of sink in for y'all as a coaching staff? Whenever you guys knew that you know you guys were gonna be regular season conference champions. Uh, uh I think after Reese free throws. Yeah, put it up four um, with about 15 seconds yeah. left. Yeah, after reach free throws and then, you know, getting a stop and myself and um, Ross Hodge and Matt Brower and Nelson Haggerty started hugging each other kind of crazy. And we didn't realize we ended up on the court. And then Coach Mack was like, get off the court, get off the court. Bro, the, bro that was on was TV. Like, yeah, I was like, you on the court? I didn't even know, man. I was just holding on to the guys so tight, man. You know, it's a lot of work and – effort and energy put into it every day so um that's when i realized that we actually were gonna win the game man you got anything else colin i'm good all right when, when can we expect the next uh music video from reem 
I, I always do it on at the opponent's floor. Uh, no disrespect to the opponent. Of opponents course, at of course, all, of course but, not. You know, but just you know, I like to kind of make myself comfortable in a different environment. You know, make the guys feel at home and you know, just be loosey goosey sometimes. You know. Of course, of course. Well. Well, all right, Reem. We appreciate you for joining us, man. Go, go enjoy it, and I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for me having me. Hey, Colin, I'm glad you uh, answered your phone. <laughs> I was really concerned if this was going to happen tonight. And, uh, I'm just thankful that uh, you paid your phone bill. It's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Reem. All right, Matt. See you, man. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> Well, we still have a podcast to do. I don't <laughs> I know, even know. It feels to, like it's over. I don't even know what to follow that up with, man. What a guy. <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah. Drink some water. Everyone, everyone catch their breath here. All right, what do I have written Who's down? Who's next? Here? I have questions. Who's next? <laughs> yeah. uh, Mac? We call him Mac? <laughs> I bet he'd answer. We're not calling Mac. No. He'd be all. like, hey, you're on Bernie's Breakdown Podcast. And he'd be like, oh, hey, Bernie. <laughs> no. What no. do you think Mac's doing right now? Mac's at church because he missed the 12 o'clock one. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just joking. But I'm oh, just saying. I was like, I was we like, could what? be. I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. Dang, oh. I'm surprised you know that. No, we have a lot of questions, Colin. So when we usually get a lot of questions, we like answering them first. So yeah, we should just them. jump into them. Okay. Let's jump into them, and then we'll go to question. Uh, then we'll go into any other takeaways we have here. We will start from the bottom, from the first ones, I guess. NTSM. Uh, we'll get through the Charlotte game in a second. Um, he asked about the Charlotte game. Um, okay, here's a good one. With quite a bit of teams in the conference having smaller big men, do you think they should run more with Bell in the line in a lot of in their lineups? I think we've said all season that Bell having Dang and Thomas out there is the best lineup with whatever guards, um, just because it's so versatile. And I mean, obviously Thomas is like it's probably the best rebounder on the team. Yeah. And they're able to guard out on the perimeter, whereas Zach, you know, has trouble obviously moving laterally out there. So, I mean, I personally like that as their best lineup. But, I mean, you have to keep Zach out there for mismatches on the offensive end. Yeah, his offensive value is still very, very uh, prominent. This gets into something from the Western Kentucky game that I think everybody noticed and is an interesting talking point in that Carson Williams, once again, he lit up North Texas early in the season, the 6-7 uh, center that we alluded to several times on the last podcast. Uh, he ended up with 19 points on 7 of 13 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. He's just a bad matchup for Zach. Yeah. There's, just, there's no other way you can put it. Osagai, great matchup for Zach. Put him up against Osagai any day of the week. There's a lot of guys in conference who say that. Like FAU's big men, Zach can go against. Uh, even UTSA's to an extent, I guess. Marshall's. But, yeah, Marshall. Yeah, there's a lot of guys in conference who say that Zach's a good matchup. When he just can't guard these mobile 6-7 guys that can put the ball on the ground like Carson Williams. And Carson Williams... He even got Dang a few times in yeah. the first half, and I think uh, at some points in the second half. But Dang just provides such a better matchup because he's quicker and he's long and he's athletic. And Zach obviously provides a lot on the offensive end, but when he's not getting the ball in the post, and they fronted him tonight a lot of the game, they changed mm-hmm. up their coverages a lot. And so whenever he's not getting the ball on on the offensive end, it's like his defense is not at the level of Dang is against these these type of guys right so that's why it's uh it's tough it depends on the matchup but like you said i think the dang thomas lineup you can't really go wrong with yeah in a lot of ways um i do think i mean zach did have nine rebounds thomas had eight i want to say 
they were they were solid on the glass. I'm not I'm not gonna take away too much from Zach's performance. He has seven points, three or three shooting. Um, they were all dunks. I'm almost positive. Um, no blocks. Played 27 minutes. He only had how many fouls did he have? He only had two fouls. So I mean, you can't ask for too much more from Zach against this opponent. Right. You know, no, that's I the whole thing. I completely agree. So. That that's that's the whole thing with that is that against a certain teams like Charlotte you probably see more uh, dang, um, but FIU you'll see more Zach. So, um, with being the number one overall seed comes a lot of pressure. With seven days off, do you think they can avoid the upset in TSN as well? So that's after the Charlotte game they have seven days off and then they play on they'll play on a Thursday. This this team's too solid to get upset against a team that's like UAB. That's yes. Especially when it's basically home court advantage. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I don't see. I mean, tonight. I mean, this is the most pressure that they'd have. I, I'd even argue more pressure than being the number one seed tonight. I mean, coming into the game, this is the championship game basically, and yeah. you played WKU and lost to them. I mean, there's nothing. You you had to prove yourselves that you actually improved from that first game. So I don't really think that they could have much more pressure outside of a championship game in the conference tournament. Yeah, I think the championship game would be the. The one. That's yeah. the one where you're like, all right, we're playing Western or La Tech again. We've split with them the last two times. You're playing for a chance to go to the big dance. That's going to be the game where yeah. you're like, all right, well, maybe there's I, some nerves. And I, yeah, I don't I don't think there's any pressure for them. In the first two matchups. Like if yeah. they play yeah, they're fine. UAB and then Char- or FIU or Charlotte, then I think they should be okay as far as nerves go. They might lose the game, yeah. uh, the 4-5 or five game, but they, they I don't think it'll be because of nerves, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I pretty much agree with you. I do think the layoff is another point he brings up. We saw them have a long layoff before. I think it was Rice, the Rice game they lost, and then the La Tech game they lost. Um, but the neither one of those games I chalk up to rust because against Rice, they shot the lights out. And against La Tech, they could have very well, very easily won the game. Right, La Tech just took the game yeah, away. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like... You don't want to attribute too much to rust because then you start thinking about it and then it's like, all right, well, you know, oh, I hope they're not rusty. When seven days off is, it's not preferable, I guess. But, I mean, everyone else is getting, what, four or five days off? So, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's extra. You can look at it positively. I probably look at it, po- and they are going to look at it positively, getting those extra days of rest, you know, having to play all these guys, I think, 30-something minutes tonight. I haven't even gone through the minute totals. Yeah, I mean, 42 and a half minutes for Reese, 41 minutes for Mo, 38 and a half minutes for Javion. Yeah, no, that's insane. 33 minutes and for And Javion played with four fouls for yeah, the, the last 10, 15 that's insane. minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you're going to look at it as you're going to have rest. You're going to you're gonna be coming off a Charlotte game where we'll talk about what they do in that game eventually. But um, I think there's positives and negatives. I don't think that'll be the reason they lose, if anything. So, All right, thank you, NTSN, for your questions. We will get to your Charlotte one later. Um, everyone asks us about officiating, Colin. Alejandro Garcia asked us about officiating. What do you What do you think? I'll let you take it away first if you want it. Unless you want me to take it away. I hate do when anybody in any sport complains about officiating. Why? Because it doesn't matter. You can't control it. But it does it. matter. It, okay, it matters, but if you can't control it, there's no point in complaining about it. That That's my take on it. It's if if it's I'm the only time I would complain about it if it's like if you're having a team that gets like 30 free throws and the other team gets like two. Or something mm-hmm. stupid like that. If it's blatant toward one team, sure you can you can maybe complain, but if it's if the officiating is bad both ways, it's not really affecting the outcome of a game. Like sure, it's frustrating, but there's no point in complaining about it because it is what it is. I've always looked at it as officiating is 
obviously annoying as a fan. You want to get the calls right and you want to get the favorable calls and the 50-50 calls and you want them to be even, right? You right. don't want one team to get more calls than the other team. Right. But specifically, let's say that Louisiana Tech game or any game like that, I mean, any game where referees are brought into it, especially close games, there are, well, actually every game, because if you, it's a close game, you have ample opportunities to win the game yourself. You know, mm-hmm. in that Louisiana Tech game, you could have got, not gone four of 22 from three. There were tons of opportunities. And if it's a blowout, then you probably didn't deserve to be in the game anyways. Exactly. It's it's kind of just goes both ways. I don't think, I always look at officiating as kind of just a, human human error you know it's mm-hmm. it's not gonna they're be not right. purposely trying to yeah no have it's one, one thing if they're purposely like if they're like betting like yeah if they're, the if they're betting on the game they're rigging the games but it's not happening you're getting guys that are college officials who are not going to be great officiate officials nba officials struggle too nba officials get plenty wrong too we see it all the time that's why they have the l2m reports. yeah that's why they people talk about it and that's why the nba players get upset about it doesn't matter where you go, official officials will be ridiculed. So, me personally, I just prefer not to be one of those fans that ridicules the referees, unless if it's obvious. And even when it is obvious, it's kind of like, what are you going to do about it? Right. You're not going to overturn the, right. the, the, the outcome of the game. So I mean, even tonight, you could even argue that Western should have been able to tie it off of that Tavion yeah, three. Uh, Dang. three. Yeah, because Dang, you know, kind of got in his way, but... Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, it's it's both ways, man. There's and so I'm not really I've never been and so I whenever I don't mind one or two tweets at us about officiating, but when they just keep coming and coming and berating us on them, that's when I'm like, all right, let's relax. Like <laughs> I I don't care personally. You could tweet at me all you want. I don't give a damn about officiating. Yeah, you can go tell your friends about it all you want. I don't care. So that's just me personally. Like I'm never gonna be like, wow, this is bullshit i don't care yes colin i cut you let me cuss last time on the podcast you me, it's your podcast <laughs> you let me my, cuss is my last... name in the podcast and the graphic that you made it is oh that's true with colin with colin shout out colin okay uh thank you for your question alejandro cmcm asked um what are your thoughts now about nit versus ncaa we've covered this on the last previous podcast but well, yeah i guess we new? can still answer i mean it's just it's just same thing if I'd, I'd love if they got the, the Conference USA tournament win because, you know, obviously that's like more momentum and you and not only that, but you also get the March Madness bid. Yeah. But the NIT is just, I mean, it's not a tournament that you can just like scoff at and it's exciting and they have a, they're good enough to make a run. And I, I, I don't know. It, it depends. Because after tonight, it's like, why would I want them to lose? Lose. I mean, I don't want them to lose, but... I'd I I'd, I'd, I'd much rather see them still win the NIT than get knocked out in the first round. See, the thing is though, but it's always about the the experience again. Yes, of course. We talk about the NIT like they're going to be favorites in their games. I don't think they'll be favorites in their games, but it's very not, possible they could lose right, in the first of, round. Of course. Like if they, they but you're not going against, a, against like a Michigan State. No, 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 but they could go against a TCU who just beat Baylor. Like yeah. you can go against a good team yeah. that is gonna be good like they're, they're not yeah they're gonna be at least as good as louisiana tech western kentucky level and it's obviously they can win and obviously it's much more winnable than michigan state maryland or whoever you want to play in the tournament but there's still a chance to yeah, no i i, I got you i mean win. at this point it's just kind of like I'll, I'll take whatever i'll never forget 2017 
uh, volleyball team I covered. One of so this was one of my three championship teams I covered at North Texas. You tweeted about this earlier. Twenty sixteen. No, I tweeted the games that I was that were the most anticipated. Yeah, this is one of them, isn't it? So twenty sixteen soccer, I covered. That was the first thing I ever covered. One conference championship. Twenty seventeen volleyball, greatest year in volleyball history in uh, North Texas history. Thirty five and like three or something like that. Loses in the conference championship game, in the tournament, after they won the 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 regular season title. Um, they don't make it to the tournament. They were one of like the first three or four out and they go to the NIT as like one of the top seeds. They play, they hosted TCU. I covered the game, hosted TCU. I think it was. And they lost in four sets. And I just remember how deflating that was. Yeah. Cause you go from a team that's like, you know, we're all, on top of the world, on top of the world. You're making a run, you know, you don't win the conference tournament, but you're like right there. And then you miss the bid for the conference or for the NCAA tournament. Granted, this team is not going to be one of the first four out. The basketball team is not going to be one of the first four out. But still, you don't make the NCAA tournament and then you got to play the NIT. And while there won't be a letdown, there's still a chance that you're going to lose because you're playing a good team. And if you lose that game, then it's like then it really takes the air out of the tires. Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. Whereas if you make the NCAA tournament, you've made the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you're you're set in stone. Like that's you are true. there. No, no, that's that's definitely in, true. In IT, you have to make a I, run. I, a little I, bit. I guess my my opinion is based on more of what ifs. But like, if you do make a run in the NIT tournament, if you win two or three games in the NIT tournament compared to if you lose in the first round from the NCAA, then we're talking. Yeah, but then that's not. But guaranteed. there's a lot of what ifs exactly, in that. So. Exactly. No, I, I completely agree with that. And the, we all know the team wants to make the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, of course. Because so, I mean, I want to make the NCAA tournament. It's just what I'd ra- what would I rather have if. If everything goes right, if, I exactly. Guess. If everything goes right, like if you had to, yeah, if you have to choose. So yeah, I'm very interested, and like we said before, the conference tournament in any conference is is is, is tough. Yeah, because it's random. It I is, mean, it, there's, there's a, a reason why the NBA does series. Yeah, exactly. And we said we said all this before, but yeah. So it's it's oh, we're just glad that they have postseason. Right, locked. There's in. no CBI invite now. Exactly. <laughs> All right, has this team reached their full potential? CMCM asked. I'd say yeah. I mean, I don't really see. Of course, you can have guys have good nights, but I don't really see. I think this team right now is playing their best basketball. I, I, yeah. You basically said it. So this team, obviously, you can have a night where Rose, DJ, and they come out and hit 15 threes and not those two, but the whole team, they hit right. 15 of 28 threes. Javion's doing whatever he wants. Zach is balling out. You know, every single player is clicking, but from a level of being able to maintain their baseline their Yeah. Their baseline. They are at that level where I think they are pretty much at their potential, especially while defensively we've had questions over this last month, mm-hmm. I think that they're still capable of defensively locking in and being good enough when it matters. I mean, they did it tonight. They did it tonight. Um, sometimes you just play really good players, like like uh, Daquan Bracey and uh, Hollingsworth. I, I just blanked on name. It's like <laughs> Tavion Hollingsworth. But, I mean, other than those, I mean... These, this team is still really good defensively, and they are probably the best offense in North Texas history. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what their offensive rating was tonight. Yeah, I, 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 there's no time that their offensive rating has been above where it's at now. It's, it was 113 tonight. 
That's like, true. it's just like they're putting up these numbers constantly and their efficiency is crazy. They still shot 40. What was what they shoot tonight? 49% from the field. That's unbelievable. They've shot 50% like the last eight games. Yeah. So, um, I do think that they've reached their potential. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a great time to reach your potential. Yeah. You always <laughs> want to go into postseason playing your best basketball. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm very content with that. Lastly, CMCM asked, uh, best North Texas team ever. I don't know enough <laughs> about North Texas. Like, like past. We didn't past. watch the 2019. Right. Like, I don't know, like, what. 2007. Yeah, Tony Mitchell's freshman year was or anything like that. Now, if they didn't win a conference championship outright, I guess you can say that this I don't is... know how it worked in, what was it, 2010 when they won the division title? Yeah, I don't know. Because I thought that it was 10 years ago that they had won. Yeah, but then it was like the division title. So I guess like one the one from each division won the title, I guess. I don't yeah. know how that worked. Like like football, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a championship game. But, I mean... I'll say this is the best in the last decade. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, it's tough. It's tough to say. Yeah, it's it's Just, tough it's, for us because we're we're young and uh, we yeah. Ten years ago, I was you know thirteen. So yeah, we haven't experienced uh, <laughs> all the North Texas range of talent. But you know what? If it's being asked, that means it's it's in the conversation. It's in the conversation. Exactly. So. All right. Thank you for your questions, CMCM. Uh, North Texas Mean Green Two asked. We've played a different type of offense each in the past few games. Sometimes we're deep. Sometimes, oh, sometimes we shoot from deep. Sometimes we're in the paint. What do you expect going forward? Like, what kind of offense do you expect going forward? I mean, right now they're just playing through Javion, and I think they're <laughs> going to continue playing through Javion because he is insane right now. I mean, whatever they need a bucket, he gets it. Yeah, and. Everyone just kind of plays off of him. There's there's no need to... I mean, you always say the saying, put the ball in your best player's hands. I mean, that's what they're doing, and there's no need to shy away from that right now. It was so evident when Javion wasn't on the court today. Yeah, I mean, I, I texted you, and I was like, this is like when LeBron was off the court in yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. You're, you're terrified for those, like, 80 seconds he's out of the game. Exactly. And there were seven <laughs> minutes he was not in the game. Uh, he did have foul trouble towards the end, so it, um, that, that sat him out a couple minutes that maybe he wouldn't have, but... When Javion's not on the court, you're just like, all right, Mo, do something or post up. Like, yeah, we don't really have any other. That's options when they run here. like their 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 normal sets. <laughs> and you know why? Because this gets into another discussion where DJ and Rose have not been those creators or those shooters or those off the bench scorers that we had hoped they would be. Mm-hmm. They haven't been that against good teams, and I I don't think against good teams like that doesn't surprise me, but. It would be nice if one of them could come in and score five points. Yeah. In eight minutes. Mm-hmm. But they don't. They they're there to play good defense and they're there to space the floor. And um I guess they do, do that, but offensively it still hurts whenever you have to just you have Mo if Reese is out there, then you have Mo, DJ Reese, you know Rose. Yeah, whatever. And Dang or or Dang Zach or whatever you want to throw out there. And then you're kinda limited in a sense because Mo is good, but I think we've seen this year that he's much better as a second option, and he's much better off the catch mm-hmm. and attack than he is off the dribble and attack. So if he catches it and he can attack a closeout, or if he catches it and he gets a drag screen, or if he gets a ball screen, then he's better. But if he's bringing it up and having to pound the rock 20 times right. and then go and then initiate the offense, yeah, then it's tough. Like the layup he had today 
was off the catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was a catch, pump faker, and win or something along those lines where he had that drive. But yeah, I definitely think that it's all through their guards right now. It's all guards, Reese, Moe, Javion. And then the buckets that Thomas and Zach and even Dane get are a product of the guards. Yeah. So I think it's the way they need to be playing. Exactly. And I think that's sustainable and that's what worked. Um, then he asked, then he asked, um, what do you think opposing coaches see in film when they break down our offense? A lot of ball screens, a lot of Javion. <laughs> um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Just off ball movements, pretty good from the shooters and cuts are pretty good. Zach post-ups sometimes whenever they're not fronting him. Um, yeah, decent offense rebounding team, I guess. What yeah, I mean, I, th- I think the question was more so like how, <clears throat> how do those other teams can pre- prepare? Like how would you prepare I, against this North I Texas do team? think if you – West Kentucky does it right because they – well, all right, this is – I want to talk about West Kentucky real quick. West Kentucky is a really, really, really tough team to play. I feel like because of their aggression – and because of their, whenever you play them, it feels like they just don't care. It feels like they're just like playing, going. Yeah, yeah. No. And they have the experience to where when they go, they can go. Yeah. Like they're full court trap. They're not doing that as a nuisance. They're doing that to turn you over, mm-hmm. which is rare. And they do it. They yeah. do it. They guard the inbounds with actual emphasis of getting steals. Like they do stuff to get steals, knowing that it risks putting them, giving up a layup. But it doesn't give up many layups because they're so solid where they can rotate and they can recover and because they're experienced and they just scare the hell out of me. <laughs> like I at would, this at this point, would you rather play Law Tech or WKU? That's the question. <laughs> I guess that's a later question. Man, that is the question. No, that, that is that is. The, give me another. Whenever we do our Wednesday or Thursday podcast for, yeah. to preview the, the the tournament, we'll make our predictions too. That's the question. We'll talk about that. That's the question. Who would you rather play, Louisiana Tech or Western Kentucky? And coming into the game tonight, we both would have said we both would have said Western Kentucky. But Western Kentucky is just scary. They have experience. They have a five who can score on Zach Simmons, who makes Zach Simmons almost unplayable. Like, it's kind of funny because it, it's very have, Houston Rockets feeling. Yeah, you have like, Tavian like Hollingsworth, Hollingsworth can, gets like I mean, last game he had forty three points and I think he had seventeen made free throws or something stupid yeah. like that. Like. Everything's just a product of him, and then everyone else just kind of feeds off yeah, of that. Savage, Rawls are very good shooters. Justice, very good shooter. I mean, they only go six deep. They like, switch, like, everything. Yeah, you're waiting for, like, one of those players to come off the court, but they only play six people, so you're like, wow, are these guys going to get tired? They're pressing, and they're doing all this stuff, and they just play. They don't. And that's why they've been – and they come back time after time. We've seen – they've probably come back in 10 of their wins this year. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're just scary because, like, they just go – Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty scary thing to play when you're in North Texas and you are 349th in the country in pace. <laughs> like you don't want to go. You yeah. want to be right here. You want to play. You want to do what you do. And there, there's certain teams that North Texas can can run with. WK is not one of those teams. That's what. And the pace was pretty fast, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. They were picking up the pace, and Western and North Texas was right there with them. But the whole time, you're just like, this is not. This is not good. Right, because Western is because Western. Yeah, exactly. I think you tweeted too. You you said that the the rhythm of the game kind of wasn't there, and this is where Western is comfortable. Yeah. Whereas North Texas, they require a rhythm at some point. Yeah. They can run for an extent, 
but they just can't keep doing it because that's just not the way they play. That 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 three quarters press or full court press, whatever you want to call it, is just so tedious. And it's just like, because again, they're going for steals, and then once you get across half court, then you have to see whether they're in a man or a zone. And by the time you analyze that, there's 15 seconds on the shot clock, mm-hmm. and you're just like, damn. And they're long, and they can switch. Like you're like, please get me out of here. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Like if I had to go against that, I would just crawl away. Cool. <laughs> Into a hole. No. Don't. Did don't, we answer the question? Don't give me this. I don't know if we answered the question, <laughs> Colin, but you got me scared now. That's <laughs> why it was what it is. I see. I see, can tell your heart's kind of, heart rate's scared. kind of rising. Very scared. Um, I don't remember. Oh, seeing film. Yeah, I think we answered that question. I answered it first, initially. But yeah, West Kentucky, man. It's a scary team. Very yes. scary team. You underrated them. <laughs> Remember, well, when you, we're going to talk about that later. Remember because, when you said you weren't scared of them? Yes, we're going to talk about that later. Okay, but. sure. Uh, what other questions we have? Preston Hodge with two questions. Uh, so impressive to win without hitting a three in the second half in overtime. I did mention that, I think, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, 0 of 8 from three after the first half, and they still won. What were they total? 522? 521? 521. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was JV on. I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. I mean, you had Reese go one of seven, Mo go two of four, and just a bunch of people. Oh, Bell went one of five. They dared Bell to shoot and dealt. And Thomas is a good shooter. Whenever he gets shot, that the he get whenever he shoots shots that the defense doesn't want him to shoot. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes because it's it's a whenever they're letting him shoot, then it's like right because then oh, you think shoot, about it. Should I shoot this? And right. Then you pump fake whereas and, whereas the first shot he hit was in rhythm. Yeah. And it just kind of got swung to him. He's like, sure. Exactly. <laughs> And if he hits one more of those threes, it's two of five, and it's a pretty good game. But one out of five is not great. Yeah. Um. I was gonna bring something up. I forgot what it was. Oh, remember last podcast how I brought? Oh, sorry, Preston. I'll get to your question in a second. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> remember last podcast when? Hold on. Maybe I am answering his question. I don't wanna. I don't wanna screw him over. Okay, it's about DJ. We'll get to DJ, DJ in a second. Um, remember last podcast when I said the Louisiana Tech game was their first game in a pressure environment? Mm-hmm. Well, this was obviously their second game in a pressure environment. And once again, they didn't shoot well, Colin. Is that concerning at all? Yes. At this point, yes. I agree. I completely agree. Because, I was scared, man. Because it's there's not a there doesn't seem to be a clutch person other than JV on right now at this point. Like, you, like uh, Reese had a wide open corner three. Completely overshot it, yeah. air ball. Uh, I mean, Thomas, we saw the one at the top of the key. Yeah. He shot it on a kick out. Yeah. Brick. I mean, it's... it's. I think more than anything, it's just James Reese right now. Yeah, because he gets the majority of the looks. Yeah, and, you, and, got, and you, you got to go two of seven, three of seven. Right, and, and you require him to to kind of be that bailout guy in the corner or on the wing mm-hmm. if Javion's not able to, you know, get in the paint and you kick it out. So, yeah. I mean, Mo, Mo had a good game, so I'm not going to, you know, he didn't go one of eight or anything. Yeah, two of four from three. But he needs to shoot more. Yeah, he didn't force those deep ones that he usually forces. So I'm right. Which okay I'm glad he didn't. Yeah, because they would just run. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I was kind of concerned with that. That this was the second game in a row that they, or not in a row, but second game, second second high pressure game, yeah, second pressure game out of two, which they didn't shoot well. But then they go against FIU and they shoot the lights out. There's a trend there. Yeah, definitely for whether sure. it's. Whether they are um, correlated or not is another, or they're definitely correlated, but whether they're causated, I don't know what word. Well, because there's a difference between correlation and causation. 
Correlation. Correlation is correlation. things happening. It's correlation with each other, but are they causing each other? That's this question, and I think that we're seeing that they kind of are. Yeah. So which is concerning. I mean, when you think about it in the in the non-conference, there was games against big teams where they didn't hit shots when they needed to. Arkansas, VCU. Yeah, yeah, but like we said, this offense has been so good that we kind of just pushed to the side. Right. I mean, they had, like you said, they had 113 offensive. Yeah, you can't complain too much. Okay, I'm sorry, Preston. Let's get back to your question. Uh, Draper seemed hesitant shooting and otherwise when he played. What do you see his role going being and in, going into the tournament? So we did talk about DJ um, briefly, but I think it's pretty simple. Whenever they play a middling team or a below average team, DJ and Rose are perfectly fine to throw out there, mm-hmm. especially DJ. DJ will hit threes against middle or av- below average teams. Against elite teams who don't sub as much, who don't have those guys who you can just throw DJ out there on or you know, have DJ across from, I should say, mm-hmm. it's tougher for DJ. Mm-hmm. And he knows in big games that he has to kind of just conform to what's going on around him. So he's not going to force shots. He's not going to force dribbles. Um, he's not... and. We've talked about him maybe being more of a ball uh, creator before, but he he's obviously not that elite level, or he's not at that you know Javion Moe Reese level where he can put the ball on the ground and go do something. So he picks his spots a lot more, and he's very self aware. Um, I did think the one time, remember when I texted you today, and he, yeah. I said DJ has to shoot that, and you I knew you were behind, so I said. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. And he had the shot, and they passed it to Rose in the corner. And yeah. Rose was covered, like, way more than DJ was. And Rose had to hoist it, which was kind of pretty unfair to him. But at least he shot the damn ball. Yeah. So, um, I think that it has to be... We know DJ's going to play... What did he play today? Ten minutes? He played seven minutes. Rose played nine. We know both of those guys are going to play somewhere between seven to ten minutes. DJ has to shoot the ball... When he is even lightly contested, he has to shoot the ball on a clo- against a closeout. And he has to continue to defend at a high level, even though his defense has kind of struggled as of late. I yeah. I continue to say. Anything else to add on? Uh, you just completely, you got it. I got it. There you go. All right. Second question is, what's y'all's favorite five-man lineup heading into the tournament? I already said it. Javion, Reese. Man. Javion, Javion, Reese, Mo. Mo. Oh yeah, I was forgetting Mo for some reason. Javion, Javion Mo, Reese, Reese, Dang, and Thomas. Thomas. That's my favorite lineup. But you wouldn't start that lineup. I wouldn't start that lineup. You can't start that lineup. Yeah, I think what they're doing right now is fine. But, but it's, it's a closing lineup. Like yeah. that's the lineup you want out there at the end of games. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that at all. Um. All right. Thank you, Preston, for your questions. Is that all the questions? Those are all the questions we have. Thank that was you. A lot all. of questions. Thank you all. I covered most of my takeaways. I'm trying to think. Um. Something or nothings, off the top of my head. Something or nothing, North Texas is getting to the line 22 times. Do you think that's sustainable? No. How many did Javion have? <laughs> Javion had nine. Eight of nine. And then Thomas had probably like six. Five of five. Five of five? Yeah, that's not sustainable. Because Thomas kind of had an outlier game. He scored 21 points, you said? 20. 20, yeah. So 20 points. Javion will get to the line, but... No one else really. So what do you think the average is for this team? Or what do you, what should we expect from this team at the free throw line going forward? Because 19 and 22 will win you a lot of games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Probably like 12. Oh, it's got to be more than 12, Colin. It's got to be. It's got to be. I don't, I don't know what the average is right now. I don't know, but it has to be. They have to get more than 12. That's all I'm saying. Oh, they definitely have they to. They have to get to 15, But I'm just 16. trying to think of how many times. It, I think they'll get to 15. 
I'll say that. We'll see. Uh, one thing I did write down when I was panicking about North Texas losing this game. Okay, first of all, can we talk? Can we talk about that? What them being down six and us panicking late? Yes, but what do you want to talk about? I want to talk about because <laughs> because I, I talked I said I wasn't scared of WKU. Yes, and then <laughs> when they couldn't score, what were you thinking? I was thinking I was completely wrong, and WKU is the same team that they were. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, we, like yeah, we talked about how like they're the same team, and North Texas has grown. But I don't think we realized how elite at the time WKU actually was. Yeah. Like, was, like yeah. <laughs> I I had written down in my book um, when there was, uh, I think, six or seven minutes left. And, and, well, there was five minutes left when Western took a seven-point lead. And I wrote down in my book at some point there that, let me just read it off to you real quick. Not sure they have enough. I that's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't. I, I wasn't sure North Texas had enough firepower to match them because you had all five guys on the court for Western Kentucky could score. Mm-hmm. Even Josh Anderson, when you threw Anderson out there, he's a solid player. Yeah, I mean, he scored in transition. Yeah, he can score in transition. He can dunk. He can. He hit a three that was big time. He shoots seventy seven percent from the free throw line. Like he's a baller, and so they have six guys out there that can play. Um. And even though Rawls is a freshman and he kind of showed early on, he had I think he had like two turnovers early on and he kind of showed that he was a freshman, but still. He hit that tough corner three. Yeah, he hits a tough three there. He goes one of two from three in 23 minutes. Again, they basically played five guys the entire game. Listen to these minute totals. 35, 43, 42, 34, 45, and then 23. (laughs) That's insane. 45 minutes for Jared Savage. Did not come out of the game. 43 minutes for Williams, 42 for Hollingsworth. And those Hollingsworth minutes were only because he got hurt. Yeah. Like I'm saying, this team does not sub, and they don't have a problem with it, apparently. And they run. Yeah. and That's they, that's absolutely The thing insane. is, they know their weaknesses. That's the crazy thing about this Western team that makes them kind of scary. They know they don't have depth. They know they don't have rim protection. And they know they don't have like a five that... They don't... They don't, they don't have, they know they don't have rebounding to compete with a team like North Texas who has two bigs on the court. Mm-hmm. Yet... They find ways to make it work in all of the situations. Right. Like, they make you uncomfortable regardless. And that's what's really scary about that team. Whereas Louisiana Tech is kind of Louisiana Tech, like, no, we know we're talented and we're going to just, like, do what you do except better. And, and not only that. You Western's like, no, we know we don't we can't do that, but we're going to, like, change it up on you and, like, make you very uncomfortable. And, right, like, exactly. Western's unpredictable. You don't know who's going to score. You don't know who's going to, you know, make a defensive play. Whereas La Tech, you know, it's Laquan Bracey and Archibald and everyone else just kind of a role player. Whereas Western, like you said, they just kind of like, you want to score? You want to score? You want to shoot the ball? Like, yeah. I mean, that's the way it is. Yeah. Um. See what else I wrote down. I said, West Kentucky always has a chance because they're aggressive, which again, I already talked about. Um. Wow. What a, what a, man, my handwriting's bad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if wow I don't know what I said I don't know if this is good enough offensively in big games okay I mean that's a fair takeaway I think that's what I said that's a good takeaway something like that I wrote that early on though because Javion time after time time after time after time has to bail out this team yeah but he does but he exactly but he does and also another thing does this lock up Javion being player of the year I don't think it could be anybody else 
Like, I mean, how could you it make it? It can't be Hollingsworth now. Yeah, it can't be Hollingsworth. It definitely can't be. It's kind of unfair to Hollingsworth, but. Well, it can't. I mean, oh, well. he's not a champion. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> I, didn't like, mean, I, put... I didn't mean that with a slight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't mean that with a slight. <laughs> no, I would put Bracey over him. I would too. Even though I think Hollingsworth definitely, I think he averages more points, but I'd probably put, I don't know, I'd probably put Bracey over him. One of those two, and then you have Javon Jackson, who you're like, uh, you average 27 a game, but your team's 7 and 9. Yeah. So, yeah. Like Devin Booker. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, I don't think you can make him well. It's, I mean, because it's not only Javion's stats may not jump off the page like a crazy amount, but he hits the biggest shots. Oh, yeah. I mean, Javion put up 25 points in the La Tech game and this game. What else can you say? Yeah, but I'm saying like his averages. It's, oh, yeah. It's like 14 points or something, or something like that. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Um, lastly, do you think he should have gone to Dang? Do you think Coach Mack should have gone to Dang earlier instead of Zach? Because he put Dang in with about the five-minute mark left in the yeah. game after Williams got done cooking Zach. <laughs> little little like... Visual. Vis- yeah, thank you for that. I, I mean, I texted you. I was like... Please get Zach out of the game. And it's it's unfair to Zach. It is unfair because but, like who the hell plays a six seven white guy that can put the ball on the floor, hit step back threes at their five? It's not fair. But here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, dang, we need a dang out there. I mean, Zach, Zach did what he had to do. He did what he could do, but I mean, it worked out. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would like dang out there more against a team like this for sure. All right, I'm trying to think. Wait, let me let me look at my notes. All right, that's all I have for takeaways. Unless you have something else, I'm trying to I think. I think that's that's it. Dang, Javion, Mo, Reese, Zach, Rose, Thomas, DJ. Good. You okay with no uh, Maya or no Jalen minutes? What do you? All right, all right, over under minus eight in those minutes. <laughs> it would have <laughs> been rough. No, where is it? Hold on, let me find it. It was pretty crazy. Because hold on, I was just looking at it. Because Thomas was, Thomas was a plus thirteen. Wow. And Javion was a plus eleven. And they only won by four. <laughs> Rose was a minus two. Dang ended up being a minus two, which is kind of weird, but uh, that's plus minus for you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's those two were really that good. Like whenever they went on the court, it was noticeable. Yeah. So, um, okay, yeah, those are all the takeaways I had. I'm trying to make sure I didn't miss anything for the fans. The fans at home listening. The fans at home listening. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Oh, how many different times did you think North Texas was going to lose the game? Because I can name them. I'll name them for me. Down seven with five minutes left. Yep, that's one for me. I think at some point in the first half, I thought they were going to lose two. I was like, all right, yeah, I don't know if they can keep up with these dudes. First half, uh, five minutes left. Um, Three minutes left when they're done six. no, that was no. It wasn't. It didn't work that way. It went five minutes left there, down six. Four minutes left there, down five, and then they cut it and they tied it with like two and a half left. I want to say when Javion got four fouls, I thought that that was it too. <laughs> yeah, that was with the five minute mark. That, so yeah, that five minute mark because at four fifty eight they trailed fifty five to sixty two, and Western was on an eight zero run. Yes, yeah. So or nine zero run, one of the two. So, yeah, something yeah, like something that. crazy. So anyways, um, that was another one, and then. When Tavion Hollingsworth goes to the free throw line in a tie game with five seconds left and misses both free throws, that's another one where I thought the game was over and I couldn't believe he missed them both. It was the most 
What was the atmosphere like Surprising in, the, in, the, thing. In, the, in the pit? Because obviously I wasn't there. All I saw was Coach Reem telling everyone to yell. <laughs> telling everyone to yell. That's what he was doing. And uh, yeah, everyone was yelling. It was very loud. And Hollingsworth missed the first. It was crazy because Coach McCaslin was telling everyone it was a one-on-one because he thought Hollingsworth got fouled on the floor, but it was two shots. They called in the active shooting. And so he missed the first. Then goes up, grabs the rebound, calls timeout. But it was a one on one. But it was two shots. So they were like, and Grant was livid. Grant's yelling. He's like, At no, the refs? what is this? Yeah, he's like, yeah. no, it's it was on the floor. All this stuff, whatever. So Hollywood goes up. I'm like, all right, there's the break. West Kentucky needed. They're gonna get the second free throw, make it, go home, win. <laughs> Shoots the second one and he misses it. And I was like, there's no way this is happening. <laughs> Tavion Hollingsworth missed two free throws to win the game for West Kentucky. And at that point, I knew. It was God's plan. <laughs> Shout out Drake. All right, uh, but yeah, that was another one. Uh, I'm trying to think what the last, what the other ones were. West, oh, twice in overtime when Cameron Justice hits a fading fadeaway three on the wing to put him up one with two or like three minutes left, and then Jared Savage, Jared on the Savage top of the key. hits one top of the key with two minutes left or something like that to put him up one. I thought both those times it was like, all right, they're gonna hit these shots because they're experienced and they're getting good looks. Shout out Javion for. Making sure we all knew that this was his house. But Javion continuously <laughs> said, I do this. <laughs> I got y'all. And then he went and got and one. He went and finished a layup. He went and threw a lobs to Thomas and James. And the game was over. Shout out Javion Hamlet. So Who would have thought that after we saw him in the non-conference that he'd be this good? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Absolutely nobody. That's insane. Absolutely nobody. Okay, Colin. Last thing we have to get to is how would you play this Charlotte game coming up? Play it normally. No no, no reason not to play it normally. I mean, don't obviously kill your players, but I mean, you can't, there's no point if, if they, if especially, I mean, Reem even said it. I mean, they, they prepare every game like exactly the same. Mac preaches it. There's no point in deviating from what you've been doing all season. Just play, do the same thing. That would have been a good question to ask Reem. I, miss, I forgot about that, but yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think they're going to go into it and just kind of play it, but I think we'll imagine see, if like it was like DJ starting. We'll and, definitely see some more Jalen, DJ, yeah, uh, Maya and Rose minutes. Yeah, but uh, again, we might not because I don't they think have we the, the buy. Yeah, no, I agree. But you could play your rotation without playing your rotation. Yeah, I know what you mean. So Javion will play twenty five minutes, let's say, instead of thirty two. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. Reese, you know, same thing. You know, you you they won't dig in the. De- they won't dig into the end of their bench unless if it's, you know, blowout either way. Like, you won't see Larry or you won't see whoever else off, like, deep bench. But you'll see Jalen, five minutes here, six minutes here. DJ, 10 minutes, 12 minutes. Rose, 12 minutes. You know, all that stuff. And maybe get their confidence up a little bit. Who knows? But I definitely think it'll be that kind of game. For sure. So, they're going to play, play to win it. And I, Charlotte, I don't know if Charlotte even needs to win it except for a, a bye, actually. So, actually, yeah, they are playing for a bye. But they just lost to FIU tonight, and they're the five seed right now. Charlotte is, so if they have to beat North Texas in order to have a chance again in the four seed, which is a buy, which is, I mean, kind of significant. You don't have to play, let's say, UTEP in the first round. It's not nothing. Yeah. So that will be interesting as well. We will be monitoring that. That game is on Wednesday at six p.m. on the road, also on CBS Sports Network. We have to figure out how the. Oh, it's on Facebook. 
Much Shout better. Out Facebook. Shout out Facebook. So yeah, Wednesday. That's when we'll do our podcast. After that sure. game. Sure. You cool with that? Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Yeah, we'll also be doing our. I mean, since the Charlotte game doesn't really matter, I guess we'll talk about that game briefly, and then we'll go into our conference p- tournament preview. Even though there are going to be games on Saturday, so whatever. But we we should know, you know, yeah. who the matchups are at this point. Um. But yeah, I think that's all we had. Is that it, Colin? That's it. Wow, what a time, man. 10.30. In and out. Champions. Champions, Colin. Play the music. We there better be music playing right now, Colin, over my, <laughs> behind my voice. We'll get copyright strike. Nope. 10 seconds. You can, you can play 10 seconds. Fair use. Okay. 10 seconds. I want it playing right now. <laughs> and then change to another song. 10 seconds. Just a bunch of them. Let the 10 seconds say anything with the word champion. In it, or just <laughs> let it play. Play. And then go to the next one. Fair use all day. That's what we're going to do. Behind this whole podcast, we're just going to loop those ones, <laughs> those clips. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm out of breath. I'm tired and I want to go home. Colin, thank you for doing this podcast tonight and answering your phone, as Reem said. <laughs> Man, he really came at me. He did. He <laughs> came at you twice. He came at you at the beginning and then at the end. I really do work Sunday through Thursday. <laughs> Trust me, I wanted to be there. I, I actually got up. I had all my stuff packed because I work from home on Sunday, so I was going to bring my laptop to work, and then I got work right at 11 when I was going to leave. Yeah. Sad time. It's all right, Colin. Keep your job. We we like having money. It's good. <laughs> all right. For Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Follow us on Twitter at, Ma- at Matthew Bruni underscore CJH Mitchell and Ma- Mean Green 24-7. Like I said, check out the recap and the column from tonight's game. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Bruni's Breakdown Podcast also so subscribe to us on um, SoundCloud. We're, we'll be back on Wednesday night to preview the conference tournament and the Charlotte game, or, and talk about the Charlotte game. We're the champions. North Texas has won the regular season conference championship. Colin, we are here, and we're guaranteed more basketball. What a great time! That's really all I wanted to say. We're back. So for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Thank you, Coach Reem, for joining us. Y'all have a great week.